it's time to praise the sponsor. Combat Ops Arena, they sponsor this podcast, and they have got all kinds of new things happening. Things are happening all the time over there, so don't take my word for what exactly is going on. Go to their website, CombatOpsArena.com. Check out all the new things they are going. Of course, they've got the laser tag. They have got the, the axe throwing, the bowling, the arcade, the whole bit. So check them out, Combat Ops Arena. Of course, go to Twitter and Facebook. They are there as well. So, all right, now that we've got that out of the way, it's showtime. happening so happy you could be here today listening to this podcast with me Shane Alberani as I get back to the podcasting after a very busy weekend of hockey I know we've kind of gotten away from the players the past couple of weeks we had some Comet Legends on we had Justin Cohn on but this week we return to the locker room as I drag Mason Baptista out from uh, wherever he hangs out because trust me, Baps, he's a little odd. But you know what? In a good way. Baps is a really good guy. And uh, he's got a different perspective on the universe. And I guarantee, if you listen to this podcast all the way through, you're going to be a changed person at the end. So Mason Baptista is the guest here today. We talk about all kind of fun things. So uh, it's going to be a good one. So stick around. I know you will. Here we go. Mason Baptista. First of all, Bap, since I have, I can do this now in a public forum, since we're face-to-face, I apologize for calling you a hippie all those times. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It's understandable. Again, if you're an outsider and you don't really see what, it, uh, again, what I was doing, it's very easy to misconstrue. Well, let, me, let me tell the story. Uh, we were uh, in Quad City a couple years ago for the playoffs. Uh, we came in. It was a long bus trip. It was a nice, beautiful spring day. And uh, the River Walk is right there in Quad City. So everybody gets out and goes for a walk. And I'm walking down by the river, and I see this guy with his hair in a ponytail. Uh, he's got shorts on, no shirts. He's in by the water, but he's not sitting or anything. He's squatting, reading a book. And I'm walking past, and I'm like, whoa, look at that hippie. I'm like, oh, that's Baps. So, yeah. so from that point on, when anyone asked me, oh, how's Baps? A little bit of a hippie. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I was just trying to get some sunlight. When you get stuck on that bus for so long, you're like, oh, man. And so uh, I was getting some good reading in. I remember that exactly. So it's got a nice view over there, too. So Yeah, it's one of those uh, uh, venues that I'm, I'm sad that we don't go to anymore. Yeah, I know. It's a nice spot. It, it was like I loved warming up outside right by the river. So yeah. you don't really get views like that around here. So, But you explained to me why you didn't. You were, you know, no shoes. You were squatting on the rock now there was an explanation behind yeah, this there's uh, so there's a couple of things i look at like i try to adjust the light that essentially i'm exposed to 
Um, uh, in simple terms, when you the light that comes off your screen of your phone, your computer, any type of LED, um, uh, it's fairly. It, there's a lot of evidence right now to shows that it destroys your ability to go to sleep and a lot of other health issues that a lot of diseases really come stem from that poor lighting so the more natural sunlight I can get the better off you are and then we do a lot of bus trips so you got to think if you account for how many cell phones are in there and laptops yeah. and you're in a little metal tube strapped up in there it's like your body's taking a, a pretty big beating you don't really know it but so then I go outside barefoot it's called grounding Lance Armstrong used to do it um, a lot of a lot of big athletes now are moving towards that because the game all sports have become more indoors more video oriented very detail oriented but at the same time you can't really disconnect yourself from nature so that's what you're seeing a lot more of trying to get back to that to keep your body healthy and sharp so Baps is the holistic healer uh, in, in, yeah. in the group because I know, like you know, we've been on plane rides and all that stuff, and Baps always yells, "Stay hydrated, boys. Keep drinking." Yeah. He, he, he's on everybody, and right now we're in a, seated in my office, and he's got a jug of water in the other seat. Oh yeah, so like I like again, I try to get in healthy water. A lot of people like will just drink right out of the tap, and I I understand like when people don't have a lot of the information but again when you have a ton like you have something called fluoride it's basic chemistry you go to that uh, uh you go to the periodic table and you look where it sits on there it's not good because it's gonna it basically sucks up all the electrons in your body and that essentially means in simple terms dehydration it's a lot of dehydration very a lot of inefficiencies so um uh again i try to get the healthiest water i can get uh, part of the blue light and the bad light is you get dehydrated and you think anyone come off a plane think about it like you're you're usually pretty bagged or you get jet lagged you're like okay well I wonder why I was just I was sitting down I was relaxing I was like well you're in a metal tube and your body just basically got fried and you couldn't really hydrate so you're in a microwave for yeah, a couple so, hours yeah, yeah. basically and yeah. so um, uh, yeah, you really have to find ways to mediate and bounce. Like, again, you don't need to, you can get a little too crazy with it, but it's just very simple. It's not very hard. Like go outside, feed on the grass, like look, get some good, healthy sun and drink healthy water. It's not really too hard. They're at every store. Kroger, Walmart even has it for crying out loud. They have a, <laughs> every store has it. It's not, no one can really make the argument that it's hard. It's pretty simple to do it. So, oh, and it's funny that at Babs, you know, people start to listen to Bab because I remember you had those uh, sunglasses last year. So you were the only one wearing them. But by the end yeah. of the year, I think half the team had them on. Yeah, a lot of guys, a lot of guys back because so on top to protect yourself, I get uh, blue light blocking glasses and I have the really thick orange ones. And um, uh, th that's, a again, that blocks almost all of it. And now most guys make fun of me, but then when you start doing your research and just looking into it, I, I go, just test it yourself. That's the biggest thing for me is like anything I do, I test it. I don't believe it right away. I just go test it. And so you just try it for yourself. And a couple of new guys this year, uh, have tried it and uh, they're getting way better sleep especially guys that video game you're seeing gaming companies now they invest a lot of money into these glasses because they're essentially if they're not using the glasses these gamers are not playing as much anymore yeah. they want their gamers playing as much as possible so they're starting to think like okay i gotta keep them i gotta keep them alive here how am i gonna do that okay well i blue light blocking glasses you can get those gamer glasses and again it's not going to kill it all but it's a start it's just you start there and you test away so i'm guessing pitch man will be your life after hockey pitch I, can, I can see you doing infomercials oh no oh god he's doing the infomercials i i'm gonna lose it if i get there 
I'm going to need a real wake-up call if that's what I'm doing. Because so. it seems like you're awfully knowledgeable on a lot so. of topics here. So, well, it's it's really all st- – everything's connected. And so that's a whole different story. But, like, I, that's my uh, one – I've when I've dived down into this research of even like how the body functions, how all, all these systems functions, everything's connected. And so once you start to understand the principles that gauge these systems, which is whether it's your body, your food, um, uh, you start to become aware of everything. And then you just start adjusting your lifestyle that best fits your, what your needs are. And so that's what I, that's what I do. I just try to make these adjustments and try to live in the, the, most efficient fashion that allowed me to get what I want. So are you always this curious? I mean, it seems like you, this is a natural curiosity. Yeah. yeah. I, I, um, I read a book. I'm really, I'm re- I'm really into human behavior and I read a book called the four, uh, um, four tendencies. And I found that I, I matched up when one of them was the questioner. So that's one of the, one of the four. And, um, that's, and that's, I've naturally always been that way. I question things. I don't like something, someone could tell me something that could essentially be true, but I'm going to ask them a couple more questions to verify. And that's just the type of person yeah. I am. Like if someone tells me to do something, I naturally can ask more questions. Whereas like another, there's other personal, there's other personality types where they'll, They'll just go along with it. And there's rebel personality. There's an upholder and an obliger. And so when you go through, when you understand yourself, and then now you can better, again, uh, gauge your life and rearrange it in a way that allows you to be happy, effective, and get what you essentially need. I was a driver. That was my personality. So. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it, everyone has their own thing, but I think self-awareness <laughs> is the, the biggest start, right? And most people don't really know who they are. So I've got a pretty good grasp of what I am and, and who I am. So it's easier for me to just find situations that best suit me. Now, speaking of who you are, I get this. I, since you've been on this team, I've got this question. What nationality is Mason Baptista? Oh. And it's always is he is he Italian? And I'm like, well, maybe. Then I'm like, all right, well, I'm I'm Arab. He's got yeah. that skin. He's yeah. got the eyebrows. He's got. Yeah. He looks like some of my cousins, yeah. maybe. But I'm like Baptista. No, Greek, maybe. I don't know. But what is it? It's a port. It's Portuguese. There you so go. All right. My mom. <laughs> my, uh, my dad and my well, my dad is from Portugal. My mom has a Portuguese background. She was born in Angola, Africa. So that's it was a Portuguese colony back in the 60s and 70s. 70s and so uh um i got a portuguese background so that's basically a portuguese canadian <laughs> with a little bit again you got a little mix in there but that's where the tan skin and the big beard come from so but it can definitely be mistaken for several others right so right got, i've got lots of different names a lot since i've been here so um yeah. But then you, you you grow the full beard, but then you don't shave it till the end of the year. Yeah, I used to. Now now I trim it. Sometimes I shave it. I, I again I did it in college a lot, and then I did it here for a little bit, and now it's just more. I think it's starting it's starting to filter away. It's not as uh, it's not as enjoyable. It's just more of a hassle now. If anything, because <laughs> for two years in a row, you walked into the end of season party clean shaven, and nobody knew who you were. Oh yeah, everyone's freaking out. They're like. <laughs> Who's that over there? But yeah, I use I use, I like to throw everyone off there. You know, keep everyone on their toes a little bit. So it seems like every, every episode we've had, we've come back to talking to facial hair because yeah. everybody has it. Or there's guys like me who cannot pull it off. I've gone two yeah. days and I feel just awful. I feel yeah. like my skin's crawling. Yeah. So I get. I think it's just habit. Yeah. Again, I was like, I, I I prioritize my days again around the things that I need to get done, and just shaving never was one of those things. I go, I really don't care. I got I got I got the other things to do and uh again i 
there's other things that are more enjoyable than shaving. And then it just ended up being a thing. Like I did it the first time I grew a beard, like really big beard was my freshman year of college, which was almost, almost eight years ago, seven years ago. And, uh, that was like, everyone was like, what's going on? What's this guy doing right now? Like I was the weirdo. <laughs> and then by my end, my last year, everyone was growing beers and I was like, okay, what the hell? Like, <laughs> come on. So, uh, I don't know. I just, it's easier just to let it grow. So yeah. I can pull it off too. Yeah. The dark skin allows me to do it. <laughs> yeah. I could probably do it, but now it's all gray and it would really look really bad. So yeah, I, I've seen a couple of grays come in actually to free to admit it, but they're starting to pop in here and there. And I'm like, Phew. Uh-oh. I've given up dyeing my hair. I've dyed my hair for 15 years, and yeah. I finally have given up. I've, yeah. I've given up. I think you just got to own it. You yeah. Look at a lot of, there's guys like, uh, uh, I think, is this Drew Miller on Detroit? There's a couple guys that just they had uh, gray beards early on. I think when you just own it, it, it looks way better. I think the guys that try to hide it, it gets exhausting. Yeah. I, again, I would just be like, nah, just own it. I think that's a pretty. Yeah, uh, that, that pretty much happened to me. I was yeah. tired because, you know, I could die. It would last me two months, but now it's like yeah. every three weeks. Like, yeah. all right, I, I can't do Getting this anymore. Getting exhausted with that. Yeah, that. yeah. I'm told it looks make looks smarter and distinguished, but I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> yeah, you know, you could spin it any way you like, right? <laughs> right? So it's really a matter of just perspective. I just want my wife to say, you look hot with it. Yeah. See, all she got to do. And then I would stop dying it. Yeah. But no, she can't do that. She's yeah, like, no, she... you keep dying it. Oh, man. She's just giving you the gears, that's all. Yeah, so. pretty much. Yeah. So uh, you're a big numbers guy. It's like you are always like scribbling in your notebook and all that stuff, and you're into analytics. Is because you're you said you're a questioner, but like, did you go to school for that at St. Norbert's? I was a business, uh, I was a business major there, so I, we did a little bit of numbers things, but I was never super intrigued into that uh, in college. Just be, I, I think it's because uh, I, I I didn't really see the purpose in it, so I didn't I, I wasn't like questioning the whole system at that point. Whereas like now. Um, again, I think I've turned into more of a systems thinker. I look at things from a systems perspective versus an isolated, like isolating areas. And I think there's a time and a place for it. But in terms of when you're looking at the game and you're looking at how it, how it flows, everything is connected in the system and the sorts and a very predictable pattern actually. And the teams that are doing the teams that do really, really well essentially move along these type of patterns. And so what I've what I've done is use the numbers to try and predict again how these patterns are going down and essentially how the flow of the game is working and try to create um, a way to develop offensive like generate offense more effectively so, so to clarify you're breaking down maps breaks down every nhl game and you're looking for tendencies you're looking at other statistics and you're breaking down the numbers right mm -hmm. so i first i broke down my first couple my first two years i broke down all the goals scored in the nhl and then now i've moved more to just eight specific teams and i'm looking at i'm isolating specific parts of how they're scoring goals and how they're giving them up and so i found teams i'm looking at teams like the top teams in the nhl and then the bottom teams and hopefully by the end of this year i'll be able to come up with a oh, i'll be able to just i've already noticed specific patterns that has happened in the ozone i've been able to isolate about uh, five to six specific ones that happen on a consistent basis and essentially i want to be able to build up a tactical approach for teams and players individually to um, implement to allow themselves to get themselves out of a rut or really get your offense going again.
So when does your book come out? See, <laughs> uh, yeah. so yeah, I, there, the, I, I'm not a big book writer. Uh, I think right now, again, it's like Babs hockey. The whole thing's under construction in the sense that I'm not posting things. I'm more doing the work behind the scenes now. I work with a couple kids on uh, like just working through some of their video and what they're doing essentially. But again, the biggest focus for me right now is getting my game together and trying to work out the details of that and work on those tactics of those teams and really break get those numbers the hardcore data and then i'll mine through that near the end of the season so once the nhl season's over i'll mine through it and then come up with some results so i have a hypothesis so we'll see what happens and see if i prove it right or not so um or support it you can't right. say prove right but support what i what i'm thinking so but you, you were a business major though you weren't yeah. really into the numbers and science or anything like that no well again this is part of like i knew who i was but i didn't trust it when i was deciding my majors yeah. in school and again my priority was my priority was playing hockey going to st norbert college it's a very it's like a mini ivy league school so it's difficult to do anything outside of uh, the business degree, communications degree. Um, I think you, you could do the psychology degree, which was what I was going to do. And I got kind of, um, people kind of pushed me out, pushed me towards the business degree. In hindsight, I wish I would have just listened to myself and took the psychology. But um, uh, that's just he, near, it's not, it doesn't really matter. It's irrelevant. I essentially took the psychology degree to myself. So yeah. I've, the amount of books that I've read on psychology is ridiculous. I did more work on that than my business degree. So um, uh, I think that those are the only three real main majors yeah. you can do you can do the bio and the science and i tried it it was just overwhelming the the amount of work that needed to be done to do that and most players that did do that they ended up stop playing and continuing on with the medicine and so i was just like you know what i know what priority is it's like i, I came here to play hockey get an education so i got the best education i could i think again you you see it now a lot of people it's more you you it's on you to do all yeah. the work so i i've never had a problem to do that and now it's just about figuring out the best way to to get all that information in and use it effectively so did you use that psychology uh when deciding to go to germany uh, no no i it was um it was an interesting experience uh again i i had some information about it and uh Again, I think you just, it was a really, you use these situations to learn from them. I don't really see, like, when things don't work out, I don't really get, like, super bummed about it. Or, like, I was there, and I was I was a little bummed when I was there. And then as I've, I knew I was, I was like, okay, it's time for me to move on. I was like, you know what, it was actually, looking back, it's a really good experience. Because now I know, ex I know... <laughs> what I need to be successful or I know where I need to be to, to be successful and the type of environment I need to be in. It was just not a good fit because there was guys that went over there that were completely different. They're different, completely different resumes and they, they loved it. And when I was over there, it just seemed, it was just not a very good fit from, uh, just the way the team was played and again everyone was really nice i can actually the players were super nice um when i left i had like eight players show up to my house like coming to say bye and sit down and chat which was really like again you really don't see that if a guy decides yeah. to leave most they, everyone just kind of distanced themselves and but everyone knew like i was just i i had to move on like it was just the environment for me uh, again like i'm a very 
development focused, always wanting to excel, move on, like get better, get better. Where it's not to say that they didn't want to win. It was just, uh, I think it was, they were, things weren't going well and uh, things just, it, it just didn't work out. And I think they had to make a lot of changes. The coach left there and they made some more changes. And I think that's just, when things aren't working, you have to find a way to, you have to make a change. So I did everything I could there. And uh, I'm happy for the opportunity, but again, uh, uh, it's about learning from it and yeah. finding the right situations. And so that was just not the right fit for sure. So. But there was a language barrier too. Oh well, though they speak English. They speak yeah. the, the the team spoke English. The coach didn't speak English. The assistant did. <laughs> That's kind of big. So right that was, it, it was a little tough trying to get like trying to understand exactly the way that they wanted. He wanted to structure things. He was a little different, a little more old school, um, uh, not as system oriented or detail oriented as uh, they are here. And so uh, that's what I, again, that's what I love here is like, w if we lose a game, we make the adjustments and we have a game plan in place that's setting us up to win and setting us up to, again, neutralize what we're going to be facing Whereas like when I was over there, I felt like at times we weren't making the adjustments and everyone knew this. It was just that they, he had a specific style he wanted to play and respect that. And you just continue doing what they want, but we never really made the adjustments. I felt like, um, to neutralize what was coming at us. And so that's, it's tough when you're just teams are making adjustments and they're just bearing down on you and you're like, it's not working. Yeah. Like so, here we make the adjustments. We watch the video and we make detail. We make detailed adjustments that um, create effective change. And so that's why foreign's been so successful for so many years. So logistically, for you, how I think about players going to Europe, I'm like, that's got to be rough because you can't take all your stuff with you. What are you taking over there? Well, I'm like, I'm more of a minimalist by right. trade, so it isn't that big of an issue. So, <laughs> no, I wouldn't have never have gotten yeah, that from you. <laughs> so uh, I'm like. For, I remember one year here, I, I only had like 40 articles of clothing all together. <laughs> so I, like, you look at my closet, there's like nothing in there. So logistically, it wasn't the, too big of a problem for me. It was more of an issue for my girlfriend. She's an, she, like, she did a great job trying to get her bags packed, but man, she has a lot of stuff. So uh, <laughs> it was definitely a challenge for her. Don't so, they all? <laughs> yeah. So, but she definitely enjoys being down here now so that she can have all her stuff. So, and she doesn't have to drive stick. So, so, it was, but she went over with you. So that was nice. Yeah, she I went mean, over there. Yeah. She enjoyed, like, again, it was a good experience for both of us. Uh, um, she's never been to Europe. So she was able to, again, we were able to go to places like France, Switzerland, uh, Italy. Um, I loved Italy. I thought that was the best. That was one of the craziest experiences. So, um, uh, I think like watching movies like gladiator and shows like Spartacus and you get the stand yeah. where those guys stood and like uh, these guys were winning their freedom. Like you're free here now and you're walking around doing whatever you want. These guys were literally slaughtering people where you were standing at this moment in the Coliseum to fight for their freedom because they were they were essentially slaves and you're like oh man that's that's a, that's a lot to take in especially when you're looking at all the all everything the history that's there yeah. is uh, mind-blowing so right. it just I think the whole aspect of gladiators and how similar it is to hockey and or any sport essentially like team sport you're just like okay wow like this is this is Chris, the real deal. Like they tell you like in the ice, like you're in the rink. These are like mini, you're literally mini gladiators. You're, you're developed and brought up in that environment as a little kid. Like 
that team is trying to beat you. You need to beat them. Like that's the concept yeah. and you're learning that winning and you get rewarded for winning, you, you get punished for losing. And so, and that, and you, then when you stand on the Coliseum on the sands where these men did the exact same thing, but the stakes were way higher. Yeah. You're like life and death. Like, yeah, these guys are trying to kill you and the punishment, like, again, you're done, like you're dead and you win, you get some food. Like you get some food. You don't even get your freedom yet. Like you have to earn that over a long period of time. You're like, oh man, this is a lot. So so the cool. history is over a little overtaking. Was that your first trip to Europe? Yeah. Yeah. So it was. So that's why it was really cool. Like that's I loved Italy. We we traveled all the way up Italy. We had like a five day break, and we went to Rome, Florence, and Milan. And it was just it was amazing just to be around an environment like that, that type of history. And it's like, you it, like. America and Canada have been around for a couple hundred years and you're standing in a building that was built in 82 you're right. AD and you're right. like this thing's two, almost 2000 years old. Yeah. That's it's incredible. You're like this is unbelievable. How is this even possible? <laughs> How is this thing still standing? Right. They had all the buildings that got completely torched by the earth this massive earthquake. Yeah. The tour guide explained it. I forgot about it already. <laughs> I was just still overwhelmed that the Colosseum was still standing. Yeah. I was like, how is this is everything's destroyed. Imperiors houses that were like built like with all the money of Rome like put into this area and all of it destroyed and the Colosseum's still standing. You're just like Oh man, like that is that, that's that's built to last, not like your iPhone. So. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so, so it was definitely interesting. So coming back from Germany, so what was obviously you didn't have a lot of stuff, but you still had to like get your car. You had yeah. to get things like that. Yeah. Well, I actually couldn't get my car. My car is stuck in storage in Green Bay. It's packed in, and I knew that going in. So poor planning again. More learning. Um, uh, but yeah, again, the logistics was a, a bit of a nightmare just trying to, I flew in all day. So it was about 24 hour trip on the Wednesday and then we had the three and three. And so you can imagine how dehydrated right. it was. So, um, and then really haven't had a lot of time to settle in. My mom came down for Christmas, New Year's. So, um, it was just like, it's, we've barely had any, like we've done, we've had some days off, but we it's yeah. still been really hectic with the holidays. Yeah. So, so you live in green Bay in the off season or you yeah. Go back so to I, no, I go back to green Bay again. Like that's where I went to school. So it's easy to train. I train with one of my buddies, uh, good friends right there. So, and then there's a lot of other players in the area. So, um, we can all, we all play against each other. We have like games on Thursday nights and, uh, then, but again, I have a really good friend that we just train with. We mean him live together most of the time and then train together. So that was, it's just an, an amazing workout partner. You can't ask for anything else. And then the rink's got a gym, a shooting facility and ice. So it's like you get all three so we can get it all done. Yeah in one spot it's hard to find anything like that so and it's so cheap to live there like fort wayne's super cheap to live in yeah that's a whole nother level like you <laughs> Green, go to Bay. Green Bay, it's just like <laughs> it's crazy here so they're going like oh my god like you could live like in call you could live for 200 bucks a week like and you could pay rent it's just like wow you get a you get a roommate and it's living super cheap everything's super cheap it's awesome setup so but it's the summer the winter if i'd stay there during the winter that's where that's where they get you so i don't think thankfully i don't have to do that again <laughs> why do they get you in the winters because the packers are in town or what oh, it's so cold <laughs> that's it's so cold they kill you like that the, the green bay winters will literally make you depressed well where are you from canada where are you toronto from? 
Twenty. So, okay, so the winters are worse in Green Bay. Yeah. So because yeah. latitude wise, they're about forty five minutes north of Toronto. Yeah. And it's just like it's insane. It's absolutely insane how bad it can be in Green Bay, and you're just like, oh my god. <laughs> so like, I loved it there, but like we January we have a J term in St. Norbert College, yeah. and so like no one's around. And with, combined with the cold, it's you never see any sun, and you're just locked up in your room. You go to practice, and you're like, I, I, I can't even be outside right now. Like, I just need to be inside. You go to Chipotle, and then that's it. You go home. So, um, Babs loves his Chipotle, by the way. Isn't that oh, yeah, favorite? I just came there from yeah. there. That's what I missed in Europe. There's actually one in uh, Frankfurt, but uh, I, I couldn't get that far. It's like three hours away. I wasn't going to drive through. Long hours. way to go for a burrito. Yeah. But, oh man, I love Chipotle. Jesus, that place is unbelievable. That's hard to beat. Between there and Fresh Time, that's where I spend all my money. I feel like so. Have, have you tried Salsa Grill? I have not. That's, not. That's my favorite. I'm not a big my my girl's a big Mexican yeah. food person. So like I'm not a big Mexican person. That's the thing. I don't like the Mexican food for some reason. Um, but I I'm starting to get better at it. I'm starting to. But Chipotle. It's just lights out. It's really? hard to beat. See, as as worldly as you are, or you seem, I would think you would be as your your palate. I think would 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 be very. Oh yeah, fast. I definitely try a lot. Like my mom yeah. made this seafood platter for um for Christmas, and this thing is like crazy. This thing's made up of like five different different seafoods, like mussels, snow legs, crab legs, um, shrimp. It's nuts. So like I I love seafood, and that's. I've learned to love seafood more too because I've learned the benefits of eating yeah. it and how essential. Like again, it, it, this is this whole connected thing. That's why you may think like, oh, he's he knows a lot about a lot of things. It's like, well, not necessarily. It's because the whole system's connected. So I know how healthy essentially seafood is for you, and especially during the winter, it's so critical to get it in you. And so it's just I, I love. There's so many different options you could do with it. So. So when we go up to play in Brampton, your family's there, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, yes. Not my, I don't. Does mom send of, you back with food? It's, oh, she said sushi, and she usually makes. <laughs> last time she made lamb, and because we, we were on a long road trip, she made lamb. Oh man, she makes the best lamb. It's um, it's lights out. <laughs> it, you, it's uh, like because other people have made lamb. Yeah. Like when you make it from a leg of lamb, I've never had anything like my mom's because she. She, there's you have to find this little I don't know what it is it's a little white ball that's attached to the leg I don't know what it is but my mom once you get once you buy the leg of lamb you have to cut it up and find this little white ball on the bone because if you don't and you cook it within it the the meat doesn't taste the same yeah you have to take this it's thing lamb out. is you, you said you're Portuguese yeah. correct you know my family is is Arab so I have family in Mississauga so when we go up to Brampton my aunt is always there to make a big feast and lamb is usually on the menu yeah. So, so yeah it is it's a different taste but like you you said you you gotta know how to cook it yeah yeah you, you have to. It, it's just it, my mom's sitting there like carving away trying to find this little thing. Yeah. You know, she spends, she probably spends an hour trying to find this thing. That's crazy. But even she find it, and she it's uh, so when I get home I can have that. So between her and my, it's not a lot of family. I have like two or three really close friends, and then my mom, and then my babysitters. Essentially, my mom. She was like the lady who helped take care of me when I was younger. So that's all I really have coming up to games and stuff. So it's still nice though. It's awesome. To... Do you have to claim that food when we cross over the border? Oh no, I eat it all before it even makes it there. She loads me up with so much sushi. I'm at, it's my favorite roll that I can never find anywhere else. It's only, it's this place called Ginza in Toronto 
and she usually sends me with back with like eight rolls of them and i'm like i can't even finish this so i started <laughs> handing them out to the guys so i was like i can't do it like it the rice just starts expanding and i'm toast so <laughs> so what uh, does your mom and dad do um, I, well, I actually, I don't know my dad, my dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. So no, okay. It's, it's okay. It's not, okay. it's not a sour subject. I, it's all right. It's yeah. Don't know him, but, um, uh, my mom is, she cleans and, uh, she works as a driving instructor. Driving instructing was kind of based, like, again, this is just a story of someone who really malformed her life to make sure I could like get to games yeah. growing yeah. up. That's why she chose the driving instructing because essentially she could do the lesson while driving me <laughs> to practices. And that's, could, yeah. that's ingenious. Yeah, yeah. so she, she found a way around the system yeah. about, you know, when you're a single parent, how could I work yeah. it out? So she did that for 14 years and, uh, well, better part of 14 years full-time and then she started doing cleaning as well. It was just part-time when I was like in college. Yeah. The market became saturated in Toronto just with there's so many different driving schools when she started there was only like five or six and uh now there's probably upwards of hundreds of them almost even thousands so just with the population increase and it's just there's there's a bunch of rural changes but yeah that's what yeah. she does and she's a full-time she's a full-time baps fan so that's <laughs> if you ever follow her or talk to her that's that's what she's going to talk about does so. uh mama baps ever come down to fort wayne Has well she, been here? she was here for the christmas she was here for christmas for 10 days so she was uh again went into uh she met nancy to nancy got to meet her for the first time and she was just loading up on memorabilia. That's a lot of Bass memorabilia. So definitely my number one fan. And uh, uh, yeah, no, it was awesome having her here and just being able to just to, uh, just see what I kind of do. And she's been down before, but again, like with me not going home and uh, during the summers, I only see her like once a year. So it was awesome being able to spend some time. I got to spend New Year's with her. And so she has lots of little traditions she likes to do yeah. for New Year's. So she enjoyed it. It's awesome being able to do those with her. And, um, uh, yeah, so it was, it was good just for her to see just the environment. So it worked out good because um, if I was still in Germany, it would obviously yeah. it wouldn't have worked yeah. out. Are you only child? Yeah, only, only child. child. So, yeah, so it's just been a tag team between us. And we, we had a dog, so the dog as well but yeah <laughs> the dog as well she wants a dog now so it's it's gonna be in the near future here i think we have to work on a dog for her so yeah we're big chihuahua fans i have a chihuahua yeah so no one judges yes. you can't judge the chihuahua yes. it's awesome so. i have a chihuahua i have a chihuahua i have a shih tzu and i have a german shepherd yeah i said it's a nice little combination so that's, you got, that, there. You got all a, sizes yeah i do and it's uh, three different temperaments as yeah. well oh yeah you're getting you're getting a lot of different temperaments with that so um i saw there there is a 30 i don't know if it was a 30 for 30 it was uh, they were following san jose around and evander kane yeah. was talking about his chihuahua and he was yeah. saying like don't judge and it's true like, yeah. you know these little things are cuter than you think so um it's just about finding the right one like the dog we had for it was 14 years old by the time when it when it went and it was like um it was the calmest little thing. It never barked. It was unbelievable. Yeah. You're just like, but then the trial we had before that. Oh, it was oh, a man. nightmare. You're oh, yeah. Like, and we always lived in an apartments, so it was just like, <laughs> oh, man. Like, you cannot get enough barking. You're just like, come on. Yeah. So you, we got lucky with the last one. Yeah. Well, my, my Shih Tzu and my German Shepherd probably would not bark if the Chihuahua didn't bark. Yeah. She leads the barks. Oh, First yeah. bark, and then it's just chaos yeah. just banana in my house because it's just this domino effect I feel <laughs> they like have that. no idea what they're barking at it's just it's insane just barking so oh man that's a lot of, it's 
Yeah, I think I'm a one dog person. So. Yeah, well, you know what? You're a dog lover, and you start with one, and then you're like, eh, they need a friend. Yeah. Then it gets two, and then well, I actually inherited the Shih Tzu as my mom's. My mom couldn't. She was a falling risk. She couldn't quite, you know, was afraid yeah. to trip over him. So we kind of inherited him. Yeah. And then my wife has always wanted a, a bigger dog. We had a uh, we had a golden retriever for years. Oh, okay. And then you know you miss that big dog yeah. kind of a thing. So uh, it came about that we could get a German Shepherd, and uh, he's very good protector. Hector, good watchdog. Yeah. So, you know, when we're on the road, you know, she feels better having that big guy around. No, you know? That must be nice. I, I've never been yeah. a big dog person, but I've actually, the big French dog, French bulldog thing has been really getting at me too. I've seen a lot of that. In Europe, everyone's got a French bulldog. Yeah. It's nuts. We had two guys on the team that had French bulldogs and uh, my girlfriend would look after them when we were on the roads because we do some pretty long road trips over there. And damn, those things are cute too. They're, they don't breathe. I don't think they ever stop to take a breath. They're big mouth breathers, but man, they, when they get going, you're just like, oh man, these things are hilarious. Uh, well, dogs are fashionable. Like chihuahuas were fashionable. You know, when Paris oh, Hilton yeah. was touting them around, there was a whole uh, explosion I think that's of chihuahuas. The Taco Bell thing. Yeah. Like, people probably yeah. don't remember that. Yeah. But like Taco Bell really sold the the chihuahua like a taco bell like that was the big thing like chihuahuas and taco bell like that was the thing in the 90s so most people listening to this are from the 90s now as some of the younger kids you know, so 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 uh you and your girlfriend are dogless right oh yeah dogless. you're dogless, dogless at the moment absolutely okay. dogless it's gonna be a while to get a dog Jesus. but so but start sending baps pictures of dogs so he can get you know say oh uh, yeah, and the next thing you know I, yeah. there's a dog no I, I you know what i that's one thing I, I i love him but i got some pretty good willpower i'm going i i have a lot of good examples crabby last year yes nightmares that yes he went i heard his stories yes oh man i was like man i don't love the dog that much <laughs> So I, I, it's able, it's just like when you see a baby, you see a baby, you're like, oh, that yeah. thing's so cute. And then you just think for a second, like the nightmare behind the scenes and you're like, no, absolutely not. That's a terrible idea. Like, why would anyone do that? And like, there's a reason why I only have one. Yeah. And she, she's 18. She's self-sufficient. It's yeah. like, oh boy, could I imagine having another one? I don't think so. Yeah. So you're <laughs> on the only, ch only child route. So yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. You know, it's a, it's a little bit easier. Jesus. You see, you see some. I, I don't know how Shaz does it. Well, yeah, he is the. I don't know. I ask him that all the time. I'm like, and, and considering how close in age they are, yeah, I don't know how he does it. Well, yeah, I don't know how Nicole does well, it. His wife does Nicole, it. Nicole, that, that that's the answer right there. Like he's, uh, he's like both of them. They work really well with having those. Like they're so cute. But I'm like, man, the amount of work they must be going into. Like they all play like. They got hockey players like all coming up the pipeline. You're like, oh my god! Like I'm just trying to get home and relax, just relax over, get my work done. I can't imagine I've had like three little rugrats like biting at my ankles, ready to like, ask me to play, and I'm like, oh man. So that would be uh, that would be tough. I think it was uh, Curtis Leonard last year. We were at, at lunch or something, and we were talking about that, and and. Uh, Leo was like, well, you're lucky I just have pants on right now. I yeah. couldn't be responsible yeah. for anyone else. Yeah. You're lucky I'm here right yeah. now. <laughs> I'm just trying to work on being here. So, um, uh, I don't know. You look, you, you look at Nicole, like she's got this, there's someone that you, 
he's got the system down and that's the again you look any type of any mother really like you have to find a way to adapt and uh, allow it to work and, and find the most effective system and they they figured it out like again they make it work for the most part so again everyone has their bumps but yeah like those kids are super well behaved too like uh um uh, again like you it's just you see them out all the time like they're running around but they listen to the they listen to them yeah. all the time so um uh but yeah, it's it's definitely impressive. So, so. so Uncle Baps isn't coming over to babysit anytime. No, soon. no, not a bit. <laughs> Again, I like it for the moment, but I can detach myself from that and see the bigger picture. So that's the system thinking of me. I go, oh no, that that's not what I want. So uh, Babs is not a spontaneous guy, is what is what you're saying. Yeah, you're, oh, you're... I try to not make. Again, that's part of my evolution growth as a person is not to make emotional or impulsive decisions. There's a time and a place, I agree. There's a time and a place to do it. But for the most part, I like to pull myself back and make sure I use the part of my brain that is evolved and allowed me to be who I am versus the primitive brain that was used 7 million years ago. So try to avoid using that one too much. Because now you think, okay, how embarrassing is this going to be if I yeah, go through it? Yeah, like, this is going to be a tough go. Like, <laughs> that, that's the part of being human, right? Yeah. Like you, you have this thing called a prefrontal cortex, the front of your brain that makes you allowed to reason and think. But the funny thing is most of the time, most people don't use that. And I catch myself not using it sometimes. And you're like, man, I evolved for a reason. Like all humans evolved for a reason. So you don't want to be like the things running around on trees. You're like, come on. There's you, a reason they're stuck there. <laughs> do you tell that to some of your, your teammates, hey, use the cortex, guys. Yeah, use the free frontal cortex. Well, I always, I always love saying that because our uh, coach in college always brought someone in to talk about like psychology and then alcohol, just college kids. You want to talk about yeah. how alcohol affects your brain and decision-making. And um, he always, he, the funny line was like, when you start drinking, your prefrontal cortex becomes flooded. And that's where you start acting more like a baboon. When you're a little drunk, you start doing, you're not really thinking decisions through. And so it was hilarious. So we, it was a go- ongoing joke in our locker room and uh, it, it still stuck with me because it's so true. Cause the second you put a couple of drinks in, yeah, you're just like that whole part of your brain just shuts off. It's more of a safety mechanism. It's under, like yeah. that's what your body's doing, but you start understanding why. Oh wow, let's go do this, and like you look back, you go, "That was a terrible idea." <laughs> I, I don't know why I did that. Why would I walk three three miles to get a burrito like at Taco Bell? You're like that's Chipotle. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's closed. I was just assuming that it'd be open. Like I thought it would be like. So it, it just, yeah. So you try to use my rational brain as much as I can. Oh, well, this was very educational, Baps. I got to mm-hmm. say, I'm, I'm going to be reevaluating my whole life after <laughs> this conversation. I'm, I got to use that cortex thing. I got to get more water. Yeah. I got to get some new glasses. Oh, I, yeah. Get those orange blocking glasses. You're staring at a screen all day. I know. You get like you got. I like rarely put earphones in. Yeah. And uh, most of the time, like I'm not listening to stuff too. So it's, uh, I, because, this frequency is just having little mini microwaves around my head and my head is my brain is what makes it makes everyone special and so it makes us unique and so when you just fry it all the time you're like wondering why people make bad decisions or when you make a bad I make a bad decision I go okay well I know why this happened I started working my way back like I've been frying my brain a little too much so so everybody take off your shoes curl the toes on the ground and go get a jug of water yeah and all some, is good get some good light get out get some morning sun watch the sunrise 
and you'd be surprised how healthy it is for you. So there you go. On that note, we yeah. will end this. All right, yeah. Pabst, awesome. go get yourself a burrito. Thanks, yeah. man. Not a problem. Have a good one. <laughs> so how was that? Did you make it through? Are you a changed person? Are you going to implement some of that stuff that Babs was talking about? I sure hope you do. And you report back to Babs and say that you're a changed person because that's what we're all about on this podcast, changing lives. I hope your life has been changed and I hope you're going to come back next week. Great podcast brought to you by Combat Ops Arena. I have been your host, Shane Alberani. Thank you for listening and you'll hear us next week.